In 11 months since separation, 356 days since I tucked my daughter into bed, since I've read her bedtime story, 356 days since I was woken up by my daughter, the love of my life, 60 days since I've last seen her, since I've last hugged her, played with her, laid in bed and read a book to her. I did not even get to see my daughter one minute on Father's Day. Ladies and gentlemen, I did not get to see my daughter one minute on Father's Day. And I am a veteran of the United States military, honorably discharged, two master's degrees, started a scholarship in this community at the local college and my ex-wife's and daughter's name for female veterans studying STEM. And I still did not get to see my daughter one minute on any holiday. On Christmas, I sat in this house alone and I looked at every wall throughout the day and just stared and thought. And it was horrible. I wish upon no one what I experienced on that Christmas, but it also brought some enlightenment to me. I said, if I could survive this, if I could find the inner strength to sit in this house alone on Christmas while my family's 3,000 miles away and my daughter's two miles away and I don't get to see her, bring it on. Bring it on. Because through this pain and the struggle and this hardship, we've grown. And that was a trajectory of growth. I've had my grandma die. My childhood mentor died a few months ago. My parents are dying. My parents are dying right now. And they're being alienated from their granddaughter. They're watching their son being destroyed and they're watching their granddaughter's spirit be disintegrated and they are dying and they are being denied the right to see their granddaughter. I've been pulled over illegally three times in one day. Searched for drugs, alcohol, and weapons. I've been rolled up on SWAT. That will be in an episode called The Setup. I've had every chance to react. I've had every chance to say, fuck it, this is too much, and walk away. And I've almost been there. There's a few times where I had my ticket and I was gone. She doesn't want me to be her father. I can't take this anymore, it's killing me. And there's those moments in life that define us. Not getting on that plane, turning back, deciding to fight. But you don't do everything in life alone. There are people to support you. You do have support. It might not be as much as support you used to have. It might not be the finances you used to have. But you have resources and you have support. And my friend, for former Naval Special Warfare, now confined to a wheelchair due to a skydiving incident. When I was ready to leave that first time, he said, motherfucker, listen to me and look at me right now. I'm in a wheelchair. I can't walk and run or play with my girls ever again. 
you get on that plane, I will never talk to you again, and I will hate you forever, and I will never think you're, I don't give a fuck what you did in war, what have you accomplished in grad school, I will never talk to you again. And I said, why? He told me right then and there for the first time that his mother did exactly what my ex is doing to me, and his dad finally threw his hands up and said, I can't take it. He looked me dead in the face and he said, I have more nightmares about my father walking out on me than I do shattering my back, skydiving in this jump that confined me to this wheelchair for, my, for the rest of my life. I have more nightmares about my father leaving me, he said to me, than shattering my back in a training accident, skydiving, to which I am now confined to a wheelchair for the rest of my life. Think about that. And if it wasn't for him, I probably would have been gone. And he said, I understand. I understand why you want to leave. You've had the SWAT roll up on you. You've had $50,000 stolen. You slept in your car for two months. You've been pulled over three times illegal in one day in November, searched for drugs, alcohol, and weapon. You're being treated worse than most criminals. You didn't get to see your daughter on any single holiday. Your daughter cries out for you. Your ex is hacked your Facebook, hacked your phone, impersonated you on accounts. You have every right to leave, he said. You have every right to leave except for one, and that is your daughter. And until this kills you, you stay in the fight. And I looked at him and I said, fuck it. I can't really argue with that. And we all have those days and we all have those friends. And trust me, you do have support. We may not have the support we used to have. We may not have the resources we used to have. But we do have support. Especially if you're a veteran of the U.S. Armed Forces. We have a lot of support. We're fortunate. And if you're in a parental alienation group, maybe share a little bit of that support with someone who's in that group that doesn't have the resources we have. But the F. Fred Field Manual, the five guide book to surviving battle. A little bit of play of words on, a little bit, a word play. Grandpa Fred was my, my grandpa on my maternal side. Excuse me, here's my grandpa on my father's side. D-Day, Battle of the Bulge, Bastogne. Met him seven times in my life. There's things about him we'll never know. Unfortunately, his records were in the, the, the records that burned down in Kansas City. I met him seven times in my young life and he taught me five things that I will never forget and that have literally helped me survive day to day through this horrific hell of parental alienation. The F. Red Field Manual to Surviving Battle. Fuck it, Code Red. Our, our Fred. I'm going to share these with you. They're plain, they're simple. It's something every one of us should do. And it will save your life. It'll make you get out of bed and it'll motivate you and it'll save your life.
Again, this is a homage to my grandfather Fred, D-Day Battle of the Bulge. We think a Silver Star, Silver Star recipient. Um, we're not quite sure. Never really talked about the war, especially Bastogne. And given that his records were burned down in Kansas City, uh, all we found was a Silver Star tucked away in, in a shoebox after he passed away in 2003. He taught me five lessons in the seven times I met him. The last time I was no older than age 11. And these lessons to this day have helped me survive. The F Red Field Manual, the five steps to surviving in any battle. Number one, no matter how bad it gets, Get up and get out of bed. No matter how bad it gets, get up and get out of bed. Trust me when I say I do not want to get out of bed almost every single morning. I have not had that little ball of joy run up to my bed to wake me up in 356 days. I've also had 13 surgeries. I broke my back, I broke my neck in Iraq. I've shattered my arm, I've separated my jaw. My patella tendon decided to rupture, my kneecap decided to want to hang out in my quad for a little bit. Recommend no one doing that. Kind of sucks, actually it sucks a lot. I remember seeing an interview with Jerome Bennis, the legendary running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He says sometimes it takes him 10 minutes to stand upright once he wakes up in the morning. It takes Jerome Bettis 10 minutes to stand upright once he wakes up in the morning. I understand where he's coming from. Such is the same with me. But no matter how bad it gets, get up and get out of bed. You will not feel better laying in bed. You will not feel better if you sleep in and miss a meeting. You will not feel better if you do not wake up with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind when it's your time to go get your children. Lesson one from Fred, get up and get out of bed. Lesson two in the F Red Field Manual, five lessons to surviving any battle, no matter how painful how much it hurts, get up and move, walk, and continue to walk. Get up and move and walk around. Whether you're confined to a 10 by 10 cell, living on the beach, or experiencing lake effect snow in the wintertime, get up and walk. We were meant to walk upright. He knew something long before all these health and nutritionist books and magazines. Your body wants to stand up and walk upright first thing in the morning. Get up and walk. No matter how painful, you need to get up, you need to get out of bed, and you need to walk. Maybe it's just walking down to the kitchen. Maybe it's walking up and down the stairs but you need to stand upright and walk. And maybe after walking up and down the stairs or walking down the kitchen and you get the coffee on, 
maybe one day you'll walk out the door or walk to the end of the street. And maybe a couple days later you'll walk a little further. And then further. And before you know it, you might find someone to walk with in your neighborhood. And before you know it, you might find someone else to walk with in your neighborhood. And before you know it, you might even find someone that went through a similar situation to to that of what you're going in, you're going through, parental alienation. And now you just found another resource and another support mechanism in this arduous battle to fight for your children. Because you got up, you got out of bed, you walked, and every day you walked a little farther. And you continue to walk, and before you know it, you found someone, you found someone that you can rely on it to help you get you through these tough times, but you will not find that person laying in bed. That is unless you're an incredibly good looking male or female and you just have people willing to come to your bed. If you don't get out of bed, to help you with that, but more props to you if that's you. That's pretty awesome. But get out, get out of bed and walk, no matter how painful it is. Lesson three in the FRED field manual, five lessons of surviving any battle. If it's too good to be true, it usually is. We've all heard that one. If it's too good to be true, it usually is. coming through the forest and Bastogne, a nice open meadow, open meadow, not a German site, let's cross it, what could go wrong, no one's here, no footprints, we, uh, we can make it, if it's too good to be true and it appears to be so, it usually is. I knew my ex was setting me up last spring. I didn't want to believe it. I thought about our daughter. I was mission-oriented. The mission was our daughter. Nothing's unreconcilable. But in the back of my mind, I knew she was setting me up. It was too good to be true. When I got that $66,000 in VA disability back pay, I should have taken that money and transferred it to another account because that money is ungarnishable. That money is mine. For my time in service and the extent of injuries that happened to me. However, my honor and integrity gets the best of me. And I did what I thought was the right thing. And I kept it in our joint account. I paid off our daughter's medical, my ex's debt. And it was too good to be true. Because she got me wrongfully evicted out of our condo and took the rest. And this past December, before a court date, my a new neighbor where I live now is helping me do the books of my bank records of my bank records. Accrual counting. He looks up at me about four in the morning and goes, Bro. 
she took $55,000 from you in five days. I was like, yeah, I know. He's like, how, how did you not kill her? And I go, it's just money, man. It sucks. It's just money. But my daughter needs me. My daughter needs me to hold the line, to remain disciplined, to stay focused and goal-oriented on what the long-term mission success is, and that is my ex is not healthy. She's not in a healthy state of mind. And my daughter needs me to persevere. My daughter is going to look back one day and say, Daddy, holy shit, thank you for doing what you did. Thank you for going through a hell I could never imagine. And I looked at my neighbor and said, or I could get mad about $55,000 and react and lose any chance I would ever have. It's just money. Yeah, it was a lot of money, but it's just money. And it could always be earned. It could always be earned. Understand that. But remember, if it's too good to be true, it usually is. If you know you should take that money and put it in a separate account if it's yours, you should probably do that. If you know you shouldn't cross that meadow and Bastogne because there's German pillboxes waiting for you on the other side, probably should not have done that. Listen to your instinct. It usually never leads you wrong. Lesson number four in the F Red Field Manual. Five lessons to surviving any battle. It is not your job. It is not your job. I said in the intro how horrible parental alienation is. And if you're going through this, I can guarantee death and suicide stared you at the face. It's just around every corner sometimes. But it is not your job to take your own life. This was my grandpa Fred telling me this at a very young age. This is not something you get to decide to do. While it may be your job one day to take a life, it is not your job to take your own life. You cannot and you will not take your own life. For your kid's sake, for my grandpa's sake, and for everyone else who's fought and sacrificed and died for this great nation. Because right now you're fighting and you're sacrificing for a great child that needs you, that wants you. That is, this is not their choice. This is not your, cho your child or your children's choice. So no matter how low, how hard, how depressed, how self-loathing, how sad, Get up, get out of bed, walk. Watch out for those meadows, especially in Bastogne. And re remember, you know what you're fighting for. It is not your job. It is your job to stay alive and fight, and fight you will. 
no matter how hard and no matter how difficult and how easy that selfish path may seem, you will never do it. Listening to me now, you will never do it. It is not your job. Lesson five of the FRED Field Manual. Five lessons of surviving any battle. I can attest to this next one. It hits pretty close to home. No matter what you may have seen or experienced the day before, you cannot judge a man or a woman for one day demonstrating acts of bravery and courage in which the likes the world has never seen. And the next day that very person, that very man, that very woman is so shaken with fear that they cannot move. They are literally paralyzed by fear. They are crying and they are shaking. You cannot judge a man or woman because you will see that in life. You will see someone do something so courageous, so brave, something you never thought possible. And that very same person the next day could be petrified with fear and you cannot judge someone for that. I've woken up, there's been days where I've been ready to attack the day with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. And later on that night, I was crying, curled up in a ball on a staircase. Let me repeat that. I, a former Division I collegiate football player, 6'4", 255 pound, Iraq war vet, I was balled up on a staircase and crying. And you can't judge someone for that. You can't judge yourself for that. That is called being human. That is called being human. Especially going through something as horrific as parental alienation. I won't judge you, so you don't judge you. It's okay to have those low moments. It's having in the right place. Around the right people. Hell, just have them in your closet, on your bathroom. That way you don't have to worry about anybody. Um, we're gonna have our courageous moments, we're gonna have our brave moments, and we're gonna have our scared moments as humans. Especially going through a process such as parental alienation. But you just gotta find that discipline to look past what may be in front of you and look at the 40 year mission. Look at well beyond and just know what you're fighting for. You could do it. I'll try to keep this first one sweet. Thank you for listening. Please feel free to leave comments, critiques, suggestions, as long as they don't hurt my feelings too bad. 
Never ever would I thought I'd be doing a podcast. Never ever did I think I'd be going through something as horrific as parental alienation. I will tell more of my personal story as this unfolds. How in 11 months no one's ever been deposed, interviewed, witnessed. No evidence has ever been presented by opposing counsel. No evidence has ever been presented to counter what they claim. And I have a lot of it. I've had $55,000 stolen. I slept in my car for two months. My parents are dying. My grandma died. My childhood mentor died. I've lost my job. Six-figure income gone. My ex has done everything in her power and that outside the legal scope of the law to try to alienate my daughter from me. And I won't let that happen. Not only because I love her, but because I took an oath to this country. I took an oath and I swore to uphold the very cornerstone of the foundation of this great nation, which is that of the Constitution. And what I've experienced over the past 11 months is anything short of corruption. And not only will I fight for my daughter, but I will fight for others' kids. I will continue this fight all the way up I-95 and then to DC. I promise you that I will fight this fight all the way to Capitol Hill so this never happens again to any other family, wife, husband, second, stepdad, stepmom, and to the children, this will never happen again. And through my struggle, through my pain, through my discipline of not reacting, through my training, knowing that it sometimes takes months to train for and accomplish a single mission. I will not quit. Play whistle to whistle, no matter how hard, how tired, what the scores, how much time is left in the game. You play whistle to whistle with everything you got. You will not give up, you will not quit. You will wake up tomorrow, the summer solstice, and you will wake up at sunrise and you will go to bed at sunset. You will take every advantage of every minute of every day. You will hold the line, you will maintain discipline because your child needs you to. I've had every reason to quit. I've lost a fortune. I have lost family members. Family members are dying, but I will not quit and I cannot quit. I will not give up. I cannot give up. Neither will you. I promise you that neither will you. You will fight 
You will fight. And you will fight for your kids. This is not their choice. They need you and they want you. You have to believe in you. They do and I do.